0: What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome into another edition of the Sack City Podcast. I'm your host, the one and only vinnie Milani, joined as always by your boy the man. <laughs> that was
1: aggressive.
0: The man, the reigning, the <laughs> defending, the undisputed. Somewhat, somewhat heavyweight <laughs> valedictorian so, of the show, AJ Johnson. Hi, everybody. Your, you. Your boy's buzzing. <laughs> and below us, we have the smooth, so smooth. Oh, so smooth. The smoothest voice in sports casting. He is Dylan. Crazy Eyes Kearns, because it's, it's glasses. It was oh, kind of a layup the there. It was, oh. it, was a, it, was, it was a layup. Dylan Crazy Eyes Kearns is right there. Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome into episode 37 of the Sac City Podcast. We are breaking down the NFC East schedules as part of our final schedule breakdown of the offseason. We have that. We have not one, but two fun and games Friday games tonight for you to kick off the show and so much more. AJ, how goes it? Happy
1: Friday. I'm so excited. I mean, the weekend's upon us. I, uh, I have a very special friends coming in town and, uh, I'm excited to hang out with all of them I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Special friend. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Some of that, some work done, a bunch of like, uh, What's that stuff called? You know, job searching because like I love my job, but like I hate my job and I want to be doing this job 99.9% of the time. Uh, So I got to go put some hard work in on there. So uh, all y'all out there listening in Sac City, uh, positive vibes, happiness and prayers out towards me to go get a job in the (laughs) sports industry because I I, I deserve to have one. I need one and uh, it'd make all of us a lot better at everything.
0: I got you. Applications. Applications are a flying. Dylan, how about you? Networks.
1: If you guys know anybody you want to just send my stuff to, (laughs) feel free out there in Sac City to hit me up. uh,
0: I do know of a network that just lost a huge, huge show on its network, but uh, that will um, will not
1: (laughs) – i don't know if i should i don't know if I want to put my application in there i uh yeah i know, wouldn't that's, i wouldn't i'm trying to move i'm trying to get better you know i'm trying to ascend i'm trying to wow <laughs> yeah wow yeah. You, you're trying you're trying to grow and not just be yeah. just yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah yeah
2: yeah dylan how about yeah. you how goes it buddy you know it also goes um aj talks about the weekend right you know yeah excited for the weekend well I got three more weeks of weekends, not being weekends, where weekends are schoolwork and schoolwork is hard and hard is the finish line, but it is approaching. So, you know, um, Sundays, I haven't, I don't think I've watched a Cubs game on a Sunday in a very long time, but, you know, those are going to start turning as the season goes on because I will be graduating. So I'm nearing the finish line in that department, but still excited to talk football, excited to be here and just, I mean, it's just a beautiful day, right? Every single day is beautiful when you get to sit here and talk with two chuckle nuts above me.
0: <laughs> this guy, this guy, I just think nuts. Dylan, when you graduate, this will be your first football season where you have Sundays off to watch and enjoy Oof. football. There you go. It's
1: going to be yeah, so a good. Great. Feel.
0: All the, same for you, AJ. Same right for you. I'm so excited. This is your first Sunday as well. This is, hey, it's a great field. I graduated in September. I had pretty much the entire 2021 season uh, to watch for on my own. And I was very, that's like one of the things I looked forward to the most like that and being, because all my hockey games that I play are on Sunday on Sundays. So like watching football, playing hockey and schoolwork was kind of a lot. So it's now great that I'm able to play my hockey and also watch my football and enjoy. Um, But enough about us. I see everyone in the chat. Shout out Sherm. Shout out Bailey. Sherm, this is your show here. We are talking Eagles in a few, uh, in just a few. But it is Fun and Games Friday, and uh, we've started a new trend on this show. We're bringing the Fun and Games Friday feel back where we have games and festivities to have some fun uh, with everyone in the chat and everyone watching at home. We're going to have uh, a new game tonight, gentlemen. A new game. And I only have three scenarios for you so just in case it goes by too quick i have a another game uh to present you if it goes by too fast because that's what i do um it's a math game we have been known on this show to (laughs) joke around about our math skills and i was like you know what this would be a perfect game for us so i was thinking to myself okay why don't i Break down. No, why don't we? Why don't we bring numbers to the table? And the best way to do that is jersey numbers. So it is now going to be Dylan versus AJ. I guess I would be the the winner if if you guys get it wrong. Uh, but it's it is a add the numbers up type of game. I'm going to give you three players, three players. You have to know their jersey numbers off the top of your head, and add them up. And get the final answer. Are hmm. you guys ready? Like, Does that make sense? Math. Do we have
1: to do all math in our head? Can we write down the long <laughs> division sure. and cross sure. multiplication,
2: moving the If do You're doing long it, it, division, I, you're gonna lose AJ. <laughs> I, I
0: I promise you, I did not do hard math. It's just plus. It's just a, a addition of these jersey numbers, and they're all players that we're gonna be talking about tonight. So it's not Ooh. even. Uh, these guys should be fresh on your brain. All of Damn. them should be fresh, really fresh on your brain. What if they so change numbers? That's why then you'll have to you guess the numbers. You that's are going great. you yeah, you are going to have to like I'm I'm still trying to stump you guys here. Like it's not just and a game where I'm better. like, okay, I wanna I want you guys to get it. But I did, like I said, prepare a second game just in case. Uh and with Sherman in the chat, he is the teacher on the show. So uh he will be excited to hear our um our chatter on. School talk and addition and plus minuses and all that kind of stuff. Let's get into it. Dylan, you're up first, and it's going to be the quarterback addition. Jalen Hurts plus Dak Prescott plus Carson Wentz equals what?
2: Oh, I don't know what number Carson Wentz is. So well, two plus four is next. If Wentz went back to two, that's going to be eight. If he went to 11. That is two, six plus 11, 17. Uh, I'm going to guess that he's number two. Wait, does that look like it kind of looks like a four under that yellow jersey? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say it's four. Two plus six. Wait, two plus four equals six plus four. I'm going to go with ten.
0: Okay. ten is your final answer. That would be incorrect. AJ, you have chance. You have a chance for a steal here. Just a shit on Dylan.
1: So I'm pretty sure Carson Wentz did go to eleven. Uh, and then Dak is four, so that's 15. And I thought that Jalen Hurts was number one. So I'm going to say 16.
0: That would be correct. AJ is correct. Dylan, you suck. Hey, you suck. I didn't even one. put
1: up. He yeah, does dude, wear one. I didn't even put the jam on. bro. We're, I thought always it's the got NFL. Two. Okay. Yeah,
0: this is the Come NFL. On, so, you, so AJ is up one nothing <laughs> on Dylan because the answer is 16. AJ, this is yours. Ooh. CD Lamb. Plus Terry McLaurin, plus Devontae Smith.
1: All right. CeeDee Lamb wears number 88. Uh, Devontae Smith wears 11 now. So that's 99. And Terry McLaurin is my favorite, number 17. So 116? What number did you say Devontae Smith wears? (laughs) Dan, does he wear
0: 12? Did he change his number? I don't think I, he changed, I number. Think he changed oh, his number. Oh, no. He did not. Uh, so that no, is incorrect.
2: Listen. Yeah. So, Dylan, you have a I shot here. Am I allowed to use a calculator?
0: You are not allowed to
2: use a calculator. You have to use okay. your head. You have to use your oh. old noggin. 88 plus six. That is two plus four. That's AJ, 94. What guess did you have? 94 plus 17. 94 plus 17. Okay. 94 plus 10. That's 104. Add seven to that. That is (laughs) 107. 111, (laughs) I guess.
0: That is correct. 111. CeeDee Lamb wears 88. Terry McLaurin wears 17. And Devontae Smith did not switch his number. He is number six for the Philadelphia Eagles. Shout out Bailey for the correct answer on that one. This one's for all the marbles here. And this one, you, since you guys are both tied at one to one, this will be Ooh. the first person to give me the correct answer on this next one. Are we, are and it's running in? backs. Uh, it are will be just whoever says it first. Because this is it, it's okay. going to be whoever says. Actually, you could do but no, because it's gonna, the graphics going to be up. It's running backs right. here. Ezekiel Elliott plus Saquon Barkley plus Miles Sanders.
2: What the hell does Sanders wear?
0: wow yep wow yep 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 73. that is correct dylan you have won the math challenge you have won the jersey number math challenge did we enjoy that game did we did we have was that a enjoyable game i did i did good
1: um good what is miles sanders is 26. Yeah.
0: Both Miles Sanders so, and G26 Saquon Barkley were 26.
2: 21. The 14 game well yep. threw me off. I was like, was that Sanders? <laughs> Did he switch? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yep.
0: Nope. So that was you that know, was I, that game. All right,
2: Dylan. Yep,
0: Dylan won. Congratulations. Dylan, the person who you were the actually the OG, uh, the OG man of saying, okay, uh, the the joke about math and shitting on <clears you> for, <throat> for math was actually pointed towards you. You were the first person to get shot on for math, and you have won. So, bravo. Bravo for I was advanced in yourself. high school. You're advanced now. Trust us. You are advanced now in <laughs> a
1: special type of
0: way. All right. I got one more game for you, and you guys can work together on this. It's, it's going to be one of those games where you have to name the top 10 list of someone. You have to name the 10 oh, players involved on this list. It goes like this. Name the top 10 players with the most all-purpose yards in 2020. 2020- that should actually say touchdowns, not yards. It should say touchdowns, not yards. The most all-purpose, all-purpose touchdowns, touchdowns in twenty twenty-one. Yes.
2: Wow. Um. We're, they were combining here, right? We're we're yes put, put effort together here. Okay. Yes. I think Debo AJ. Do you think Debo? Gonna, was that was the first name that came to mind. Um with but, yards, uh, with touchdowns, did he score a lot of touchdowns? I think he did. That's the thing. I think he only had like six rushing touchdowns. But how many did he have in the air? He had a had a couple deep balls. All-purpose touchdown. Wait, does that include passing?
0: It includes all-purpose, a reception or rushing touchdown.
2: Not passing. Okay, quarterbacks are not passing
1: so i'm gonna start and say jonathan taylor's on this list oh absolutely that Good is, guess.
2: yeah that Good is guess, correct right, jonathan right.
0: taylor is on this list and if i could just hurry my computer up i'd be able to pull up a list for you guys that has the answers on it so jonathan taylor is on the list that is one
1: okay um obviously cooper cup
0: yep uh that is yep jo- cooper cup is fourth
1: on this list wow yep okay we're not and we're not I was, we're not counting quarterbacks right like, no we are not counting quarterbacks this is just,
0: these are gotcha. just position and players yep they're just position players the lightning
1: yep all right <laughs> uh jonathan taylor cooper cup um yep. give me i mean we oh, yeah, have three strikes you do three strikes three do you want to
2: take, take early do you, do you believe in debo i i kind of do I don't know, because I mean he is odds for any time touchdown throughout the course of the year on FanDuel are pretty high. Or okay. Pretty pretty low. Well, I think well let's try it. Going for Debo. Debo.
0: That yeah. is correct. Debo Samuel is on there. He is seventh on this
1: list. Beautiful.
2: You think Joe uh, Mixon? be
1: I was gonna actually ask about Jamar Chase. I don't remember how many touchdowns Chase got. I know he had the yards. He only had twelve or fourteen touchdowns though, right? All-purpose. Um, Devonte Adams.
2: Devonte no, I mean, Adams. No, low down. That,
1: they're very low. Is
0: not on this list. That is your first strike. So you guys will be together on this one. By the way,
1: four strikes. Sure. How do you know, I wasn't talking to Dylan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess I should. Uh, who's so AJ? You are the final answer person. Per, so, so you have to let me uh, know if it's the final right. answer. Well, just, so just so I don't. Just so I don't screw you guys over.
2: No. No. He caught a lot of touchdowns. No. Um all right, we gotta start thinking legit football yeah. players here. Let's stop let's yeah. stop yeah. finding real dumbass players Let's get oh, real yeah. football I mean, players I, here. I got three pretty decent ones right there. Um you guys have five minutes. Pass, huh? I think Kelsey scored or
1: did he have some off weeks too?
2: Kinda did. Alright. I
1: will all right, allow so let's, you guys to skip these chiefs out.
0: He, he, i will allow you guys one phone a friend as in going to the chat and picking one yeah. of the answers that are on the chat uh i can i will give you options you guys personally cannot go to the chat i will go to the chat
1: mm-hmm. so that hope you guys don't find <laughs> D- out other Dylan, answers. do you want to go
2: tyreek or do you want to go Kelsey? tyreek either one i think honestly either one Let's take a take a shot let's go let's somewhere. go with tyreek hill
0: final answer yes Right. That is incorrect. You
1: are
2: down to one strike.
1: Oh, let's start getting like, the running backs. Najee Harris,
2: he caught some, he ran some. You think he's one?
1: That's, that's a good bet. Um, I know he had a lot of yards. Yeah. Ooh. This is so sad. This would be so much better than want, this.
0: Do you want to go to the chat?
1: Yeah, might as well, yeah. I, I will actually allow like, you guys
0: just to go to the chat completely and pick
1: right, a player I mean, from the, the chat won't. list. The only name we, I mean, it's out of Austin Eckler and Mike Williams, for the only names we did. Well, I guess Stephon Diggs is in there, but you didn't have, yes, hey, have, have a touchdown touch year. Yeah, you didn't have a touchdown year, dude.
2: You gonna take any of the answers from the chat or no? I'm not a big, I don't think Eckler did it. Maybe, he did. let's go you know, volume. Right. I think Najee Harris, Austin Eckler might be two that are on the list. So you wanna go Najee or you wanna go Eckler for the chat? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll take your answer and then submit it. <laughs> All right. I've got this too, so. All right, uh, Najee Harris, final answer.
0: That is also incorrect. You guys have Damn. failed completely. You guys you have failed, failed completely. Are you ready so to sad. see the list?
2: Yes, three ready to see 10. the entire
0: list. Yeah, you only got three out of 10. The names will slowly <sighs> pop up as soon as my, my Photoshop wants to work.
1: Yeah, you're right with Jonathan
0: him. Taylor's number one. Austin oh, Eckler's Eckler. number two. Yep. Yeah, James Conner. Conner. Number, num- number three. Cooper Cup four. Joe Mixon five. Damian Harris is, nice. is six. Debo's seven. Mike Evans is eight. Jamar Chase is nine. And the running back we're going to talk about in just a few moments is 10 in Ezekiel Elliott. There Man, is your ain- top 10. All purpose touchdowns in 2021.
1: There you go. We didn't go about it the right way. We shouldn't have thought we shouldn't have thought about players. We should have thought about teams and then gone through it from there. Because if we had ever got to the Cardinals, we both would have thought of James Conner in an instant because he had cool. a stupid dummy year. I uh, thought DeAndre DeAndre how forgettable Alcantre. he is. Yep. Yeah.
2: It was like I good, apologize, sack
1: City. Uh we can and will be better. <laughs> that was A. Hey. Hey
0: that means I that means I did my job to try and stump you guys because in the true. past in the past the way we've done trivia you guys have all kind of just ran show through the trivia and got them all right, whether it's two truths and a lie or just a straight-up trivia. I kind of just kind of give you guys layups, lay and you you guys just slam them down in yeah. my face
1: yeah. with the disrespect. Back that ass up and dunk on it. And
2: dunk it, Liana style. I gave you layups, and you slammed them in.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, so, so really, I had to come out hard, and I did, and I'm two for two right now you in did. the top – top 20 list, uh, so we're good we're good that was our fun and games friday trivia tune in every friday for more fun and games friday games like that the jersey number math and so much more we are about to get into our nfc east breakdown and talk about the cowboys the commanders the eagles and the giants but first aj load up those golden pipes of yours and tell the beautiful people at home where they can follow us at
1: you know the deal (laughs) head on over to sack city pod your favorite people are right there on facebook twitter instagram youtube and TikTok. uh cowboy fans i got a good one on there for you today you should go check that one out on tiktok at sack city pod and while you're there while you're on any of our wonderful platforms make sure to hit that like or that love and hit that share button. The share button is so important. We love you guys being here, but we want your friends here too. We want your friends' friends here. We want this city to reach the population of too many so we can make a bigger city. Head on over to Sac City Pod at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. We love the support. Your boys are back in town. Let's head on over to the east side
0: it is. There it is. Well done, AJ. And if you miss any episodes, we are available on all podcasting platforms. Uh, so if you miss an episode or want to go back and listen to one or need a little drive time uh, tunes, we are there for you on all pod- podcasting platforms. Uh, check us out at the Sac City Podcast. It is time to get into our NFC East breakdown, and we kick things off with the Dallas Cowboys, and their schedule looks like this, including five primetime games one to kick off the season against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers week three against the giants on Monday night football week six against the Eagles. And then they got two towards the end of the season, one against Colts, one against Tennessee. We can't forget that Thanksgiving day matchup against the new York football giants. Dylan start with you here, buddy. What is the storyline for the Hmm. Dallas
2: Cowboys heading into the 2022 season? I think it's make or break for Mike McCarthy. I do. I mean, this is a guy who's a head football coach, been around the block for a while, right? He's been with Green Bay, he's been with Dallas, and here he is, right? Last year was his first winning season since 2016. Let that sink in. I know he took a year off, but he lost three straight years in Green Bay before getting canned in week 13 of his final run there. This is a head coach that's, I mean, he's been accredited, he's won a Super Bowl, he's got a lot on his track record, but he has to start getting it done. And this is a team that has loads of talent, and I know they didn't do much in free agency. They didn't do uh, a lot in the draft either. This is a team that needs to start winning football games. And I mean, that that fan base is dying for something. They're sick and tired of hearing it's been forever. You know, now same old Cowboys getting the playoffs and get your ass kicked. Like it, it needs to change right now for Dallas. So for me, it's make or break for Mike McCarthy. That's the storyline heading into this season for the Cowboys. So
0: if you're the if you're the Dallas Cowboys and Mike McCarthy obviously had a losing season to start his career in Dallas and then missed or lost in the first game of the playoffs last year. Dylan, if you're the Cowboys, actually, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll send this to Jerry Jones himself. Jerry, I know you're listening. If you see Mike McCarthy not win a playoff game this year, are you firing your head coach?
1: Well, well listen, I like Mike. Mike's a good guy. We've gone back for years and years in this wonderful game of football. And, you know, I think he's done a good job with the personnel that's down there and what he and Kellen have been able to put together. But I, when I look at this team and the makeup that we have, I do believe it is a playoff-worthy and a Super Bowl-worthy type team. And I think Mike McCarthy's a guy to get us there. And, if, you know, this doesn't happen to be the year, none of us are going to be happy, and that includes Mike McCarthy himself. But we'll get back in the war room. We'll hang out on my yacht. We'll talk it through, know, We'll figure it out. I don't think Mike McCarthy is going anywhere anytime soon. And uh, I do believe he's got the chops to get us to the, to the promised land. This guy is the best is the best that was
0: not even planned. And he still did it with flying colors. What a hero. Uh, I do. I I do agree that I think this is, this is a make or break year for Mike McCarthy because with all that they have on this team, you have to be able to at least win a playoff game. You have to show improvement with this team and you made the playoffs last year. Great but you have to go over the hump and their schedule. It's, it's not a crazy tough schedule to say they can't make the playoffs. Tampa Bay to start of the season's tough. The Bengals, the following week is tough, but then you have the giants and you have a commander's team that'll, that I think is still figuring out who they, who they're going to be at week four. Then you have the Rams and Eagles. Okay. Those are two tough games. Detroit, Chicago, you have Jacksonville on this list, the Texans, a Tennessee Titans team that we think is slumping. They can make the playoffs. This Cowboys team, there's no reason why they should not make the playoffs this year. And I do think that with an NFC, that is uh, what we, a lot of us are saying is, is a weaker conference opposed to the AFC. If they can't win a playoff game, I think that that's got to be the biggest storyline for Mike McCarthy and whether or not we see him next year. AJ, what about you? What's your storyline?
1: Uh, so my storyline is something that would directly uh, lead to what you guys think may happen. And that's, is Ezekiel Elliott going to return to form? Uh, This is a guy who we've seen as one of the best running backs in the NFL. And a lot of people believe he still can be, but since 2018, his, his yards, his, his totals per Per season have gone down you see what he's done over the combined of 2016 to 2020 last year just a 58.9 yards per game only 10 touchdowns is great you know he can still get it done uh near the goal line and that was a lot that attributed to that um and a lot of people had things to say about zeke and his decline and everything we understand how running backs go but he did he did get over a thousand yards last season it just wasn't in beautiful fashion you know he shared a lot of time with uh tony pollard who came on strong last season Um, He only had two 100-yard games. and I think there was nine games where it was less than or just at 50 yards, and that's not going to get it done. Now, I'm not one of those people who are coming in this season saying Tony Pollard is going to be the starter. Dallas enjoys having these two running backs, and when Ezekiel Elliott brings to not only that locker room but his presence on the field because you have to respect him as a runner, that is going to be the way that 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 team has gone. So don't look at this season and think about what Zeke has done and be like he's on his way out. With that being said, This is a contract year. And if he can't be in a certain area, if he can't be, I don't, I'm not saying he has to be a top five back in the league, but he has to look like some form of the Zeke Elliott that we've seen from 2016 and 2018 and be a reason that they are winning games. So um, I look at, I look at Zeke Elliott and I think what he has
2: to do on this offense is going to be a lot on how successful they can be. I think this is bogus. I think this topic right here is bogus when you're talking about the Dallas Cowboys uh, and the outlook for 2022. Look, Zeke is done. Like, this is not the Zeke that you're not getting that old Zeke back, right? This is, I mean, stop Vinny, stop. I'm not saying the guy's like completely thrown out or anything. I'm saying, he's look at up. his number. It's a proven fact. His yards just per said carry is done. No, well, yeah. Here's my, here's backing up my point. 108 yards per game to 98 to 95 to 84 to 65 and then 58.9. Every year, it's getting down and down and down. Again, right here, Aaron brings up the point. Tony Pollard will never be a number one running back, right? It doesn't matter. That's not the way it works. It's not going to be a hammer attack from Zeke Elliott. That's not how McCarthy did it. You look at how he finished his tenure in Green Bay. It was a mixture of Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. Drove fantasy owners nuts the way he was using both of them. That's how he does it here. Zeke Elliott is not going to be the hammer he was when he was in his prime. You don't need him to get back to where he is. He is showing what he is right now, which is going to be that guy that gets 4.2 yards per game, and he's going to just plow whenever he gets a chance, score touchdowns, me- and be that lead back. But they're going to continue to mix it in, and he's not going to be that number one hammer that he used to be. But
1: that's, that's what I said. I said he's going to split time with Tony Pollard. It's not going to be only. Uh, Tony Pollard is going to get run. He's a great running back. But at the same time, Zeke doesn't have to get back to 90 yards a game and hundred yards a game, but he can't be half torn PCL, 60 yards a game. If Ezekiel Elliott's running 85 yards a game, Tony Pollard's doing his thing. And uh, let's not forget, they're going to be throwing the ball all over the field, but you can't just throw the ball. These guys have to be able to run. So this uh, passing attack can get good. Now I say what you will about Amari Cooper, (laughs) excuse me, Amari Cooper leaving. It's a big deal in a sense, but I believe in what Ceedee Lamb has. I think it's a big deal that Cedric that Cedric Wilson's gone because I really like what he would have brought to the table after letting Amari Cooper go. But with Ceedee Lamb and Michael Gallup, these guys having the two receivers on the outside, you have to have a solid running game. So Zeke has to get back to some sort of a Zeke form and be at least twenty, at least fifty percent better than he was this year for them to be the threat that they need to be.
0: I think. I think. I am all aboard what you just said, AJ. And I think that 13 carries a game for roughly 14 carries a game for for Ezekiel Elliott. And you look at those numbers that we we brought up in the graphic. He is, his usage is completely down. But if you were to actually do the math here, Dylan, if he were to have gotten the same carries and the same usage that he has gotten in the past and between those 2016 and 2020, his numbers would be right on par with what he has done from 20, from 2016 to 2020, his yards would be right on par with that 89 yards per game. And with more touchdowns, but
2: I don't think is, Ezekiel Elliott is done.
0: He's not, not going to thing.
1: that.
0: That's the thing though. That's where it is. You, if you would have started off by saying that Ezekiel Elliott, is Not going to be the same running back because of Mike McCarthy. And if you were to go on about how McCarthy and his usage That's of Ezekiel Elliott is. The pro- I brought that point up, Vinny. But you but you started off, you started things off with Ezekiel Elliott is done. That
2: would those were your because words. Because he's not going to be that hammer that he used to be. He's not going to be the guy that carries the bulk of the game and gets you down there and just loads up with his yards per attempt. But that's not what they're. That's
0: not what the.
2: I don't think that's what the Cowboys need him to be anymore. They don't. And but But that's why he's scoring here. Was can he return to form? He's not returning to form because he's not getting those those touches that he used to get when he was returning. when he. I didn't say to
1: rookie form.
2: He has to be a solid, statured running back one. Last year had, what did no, he do wrong last year? That didn't prove that. Well, last year I'd argue last mistaken. year was better than the year before. That 2020 season, he was bad. That 2020 season, he had his lowest yards per attempt in four points. He was also
1: out for six games, if I'm
2: not mistaken. He started <laughs> 15 games that year. Rushed for under a thousand for the first time in his career. I think so. We're... He was trash in 2020. He returned to form last year. Grant, he got a thousand th- and two yards. Aaron saying, "Going to a running back's got a thousand yards." They played seventeen games last year. Chill out with that shit. I think, shit. I think the biggest thing here, and I guess it is to ar-
0: to more so argue with AJ's point than anything. I I do agree. I, I don't think like I've been hearing all the time about how Zeke like uh, Zeke is done or he's never going to be able to return to his ro- the, the that rookie year Zeke or this and that and everyone kind of hating and downgrading Ezekiel Elliott in a year where he still had 1,000 yards, where his, where his attempts were down, he still was able to, to get 1,000 yards. He's still an efficient runner. They're just not using him as much. And that's fine. That is perfectly fine. I don't think this the story is, is whether Zeke, the storyline for the season is whether Zeke can be Zeke or not. I think the storyline is whether or not the play calling can be to the level of what these other great coaching staffs, and it's not even just Mike McCarthy. It's Kellen Moore, who's a very young offensive coordinator in this league, who still has a lot to learn in this league, especially when you're going up against the the teams, like a, a San Francisco 49ers, where the, they're coached by Kyle Shanahan, a guru on the offensive side of the ball. You're going up against these teams with a lot more experience in the offensive play calling. That's where the storyline is for the Dallas Cowboys is can you keep pace on offense with the play calling and ca- calling? I don't want I said calling the correct plays, but making the right decisions on offense to keep up with your Los Angeles Rams, with the San Francisco 49ers, with the Arizona teams like that. That's where I, that's where I see it falling.
1: To make make Aaron happy and answer his question, there were three running backs last season who went for over 1,000 yards in 10 touchdowns Ezekiel Elliott, Joe Mixon, and Jonathan Taylor. The only three that did
0: it. Pretty good company. It's pretty good, pretty good company right there for for a running back who's done.
1: Yeah.
0: Let's take a look at the standings here and what we have for the (laughs) Dallas Cowboys 12 and 5 for Aaron, 11 and 6 for AJ. 10-7 10-7 and 7 for Dylan and 12-5 and 5 for myself. Dylan, you have two more losses than myself and Aaron and one more loss than AJ. Where are the Dallas Cowboys' losses coming from? Please, for the love of Jesus Christ, give me just the <laughs> losses and not run down their
2: schedule. Well, you know me. I always go through their schedule when I do I do know this you. Thing. That's why I had <laughs> yeah. a preface. Please don't yeah. go down
0: the schedule of wins and losses. Just give me
2: their losses, please well i well sir i'm gonna okay go through the schedule then get break it down dylan break it down all right well um i got them after after the rams i think i got them at three and two um philadelphia they'll drop three and three that's a tough game Um, so you end up losing to
0: tampa and losing to the
2: rams and losing to cincinnati um See that's a toss-up. Either Cincinnati or one of those division opponents, whether it's New York or Washington. Like I said, I don't crunch game by game. I look at like, all right, well they could win that one or they'll win those. So anyway, got them five hundred at Philly. They beat Chicago. They beat Detroit. There they go, five and three at the bye. Get their ass kicked by Green Bay. Return to uh, Mike McCarthy there. Uh, five and four, Minnesota. I got them winning six and four. I got them beating the Giants seven and four, losing to Indianapolis seven and five, beating Houston, beating Jacksonville nine and five. I got them losing to Philly again nine and six um got them beating Tennessee and losing to Washington 10 and 7 did you have them
0: beating so you have Philly
2: sweeping the Cowboys I do
0: or did you wow I I gotta get into that why why because we're gonna go into Philly next so I gotta I gotta know why do you have like we talk about on this show all the time about how it is so hard to sweep divisional opponents, even if they're the worst divisional opponents, like a Jacksonville Jaguars sweeping the Indianapolis Colts or the Colts sweeping the, ja- the Jaguars. It's hard to do that. You have the Eagles sweeping
2: a very good Cowboys team. I do. I just think the Eagles are better. And I'll get into that later. I, I, th- I truly believe in the Philadelphia Eagles team this year. And I, I know what you want to say. I'm sure Aaron's going to say some shit. But once again, here's his fandom coming in um shots fired but you know <laughs> um, here we go um I-, I seriously do i think the eagles can get them twice i think the way the schedule's broken up um eagles at home on a primetime game and then you get dallas later on in the year i think that helps them out as well eagles are going to be hungry i'm serious I-, I i truly believe the eagles can get the cowboys twice this year can and will are two different things is what i'll say uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I, any team I, I'm not this. can <laughs> get, you know, but I don't, I don't know if they will, that division just beats up on itself too much every year. So, uh, it's hard to believe that all of a sudden, even as good as I also believe Philly will be to just believe that they're going to be swept when this division hasn't even had this the same division winner in like 10 or something years like that. Like, I don't see a sweep coming through this division, despite how good they've all been at some point in time, has never been good enough to just sweep the other side. So. Right. Except for putrid Giants every now and then. So,
0: offense. Eagles, better offense? Or the Cowboys better offense, Dylan?
2: Oh, gosh. Eagles. I mean, no, no, not Eagles. Cowboys, sorry. That's tough. I, All right. I think I would give the edge to the Cowboys slightly. Uh, I agree. I'll see. Slightly. I agree. I'll say defense, not even close. It's Philly. Yeah, that's not Philly. even close. It's Philly. That's Philly. That J.
1: That like honestly, like so. I remember Sherm was on here the last time we talked about the Eagles, and uh, I know you're gonna send it over there. Sherm was on here the last time we talked about the Eagles. Aaron agreed with them when I thought their defense was much better than they were getting credit for, and then they got what they got in the draft, and then they added James Bradbury. This defense is gonna be legit. Like I don't see any other way around it unless you're looking at this squad and they go through the injury gauntlet that everybody else does. But again, I know we need to transfer to them. So if you want to do your normal transition, we can jump. in. I
0: I like the, the, the addition of James Radbury is, I still think that I think, I think as much hate as we give Mike McCarthy, I think Mike McCarthy is a better coach than Nick Sirianni. And as of right now, and I think their offense is better. Sure. You give the defense to, to them, but then it comes down to coaching and Mike McCarthy gets the edge. I just
2: don't see a sweep. That's, that's hard to see. No, man. I don't see a suit. Hello, can I say something? Down, down to the bottom. Make it quick. Um, Make it snappy. Six and zero in division last year. Cool. Um, the Cowboys didn't do shit to get better, and the Eagles did, and a m- bunch of other teams in that division did. So, um, not going to go six and zero this year, bud.
0: Mm. Mm.
2: They didn't do much.
1: They did a few things. They did not do much.
0: I think. I think. I think much. with the Cowboys. I think I think with the Cowboys is a little bit different of like a developing like their team is still developing like their right. their pieces that's like that is their growth right there is another year under Trayvon Diggs' belt another year under Micah Parsons' belt C D Lamb yep. stepping in. I I think C D Lamb could be a better a wide receiver than Amari Cooper so I said that there's an upgrade season. there <laughs> I agree with you so, there
1: so that that I, offense, I don't that offense Dylan, isn't a, that's not a, that's not a question I, I Dylan I don't yeah. I don't see the sweep either um again like i understand the can i i don't believe in the will of the sweep for them yeah and i i guess i forgot the the cowboys were 6-0 last year but uh i'm wondering if they played if they played earlier if they did that same thing later at the end of the season they played them three more times or whatever because i know philly ended up being a much different team um than they were when they started the season
0: they played at the beginning of the year and dallas won 41 to 21 yeah, and then they played at the end of the year, and Ooh. Dallas won fifty-one to twenty-six.
1: <laughs> so <Wow. laughs> You, Maybe Dylan, you really game.
0: are just that. That Dallas. If the, if the, if this is the same yeah. Dallas Cowboys team, they beat the shit out of Philadelphia last year. So we'll end <laughs> cool. on that. Cowboys fans in the comments, let us know what you think. Uh, Hate on Dylan, please. Let's let's make it happen. Uh, we're gonna move on to those Philadelphia Eagles, though, and their schedule looks like this whoa hold on here my computer just like broke so oh, no. hold on real quick uh yeah no we're good we're good we're good eagles schedule they look like this including uh five primetime games one against the minnesota vikings in week two uh that sunday night football game we just talked about against dallas a thursday night game against houston that'll be uh something washington on monday night football In green bay and week 12 on sunday night football dylan you're up we're gonna go with you first here because you seem to be the highest out of everyone on the philadelphia eagles this year what's the storyline for them this season
2: are the philadelphia eagles super bowl contenders Jeez. not Jeez just not Christ. just nfc <laughs> um no not just the nfc east actual super bowl contenders Look at this football team, okay? I mean, the amount of additions that they made in the offseason is crazy. You're bringing a bunch of Georgia dogs to that defense with Jordan Davis, Jordan Davis the Kobe Dean, and then you also bring it like the Hassan Reddicks, and Zach Pascal is a little bit underrated, but you also trade for a nice A.J. Brown who goes to that offense, another weapon to go alongside Devontae Smith. I mean, that, that team is really looking good, and it really comes down to Jalen Hurts, and that's one thing that's holding me back and could potentially hold Philly back. But, I mean, I, I look at that roster and I just see a, a phenomenal defense that, I mean, you still have the pass rush that's nice with Barnett. And, and also you bring in Hassan Redick, of course. And then you have um, uh, Brandon Graham and a couple other guys on that defense that are still legit. Secondary got better with James Bradbury. I mean, there's just pieces galore. Darius Slay still there. The, they bring in Harris, the safety. This team is good defensively. They're good offensively. I think if Jalen Hurts can just piece it together right there. I think this team could be a Super Bowl contender. They came out of nowhere the year they won and uh, went thirteen and three. Also, got to realize here the Philadelphia Eagles last few years, every single year besides twenty twenty, they made the playoffs since the Super Bowl Super Bowl win in twenty seventeen.
1: All right. Hopefully, uh, I'm hopefully on golden here. Uh, I was uh, going through a little spectrum uh, tunnel, uh, so hopefully this will uh, work out well. But uh, all right. So uh, Dylan, you went a little far. I don't think you were like super off base. I actually, after going back out here, here, I'll pull that little curtain back that we talk about. I, I did my homework really late in the night and then I got into work, so I couldn't do as much as I wanted to. And as I went back and thought about it, my records do not reflect my feelings, but it's not like a massive change. But I do believe that Philadelphia could be the team to beat in the NFC East this season. I, I think they've gotten a lot better, especially with that defense. And the questions that Jalen Hurts were getting last year, I don't think were as warranted as they were. I think they were a little too harsh with everyone giving up on him so quickly. The first year, I only got to play four four games in a year where there was so much surrounding the entire NFL. Last year, the record wasn't what it needed to be, but there were no weapons. Like, I mean, we're talking, we were talking about Jalen Rager basically being their second receiver. And you could probably probably point directly at Jalen Rager for the loss of two games in the end of the game that they could have gotten if a receiver makes a catch. Um, Now he's got A.J. Brown. Now he's got Devontae Smith. Dallas Goddard's another step forward. He's a dual-threat quarterback who's got a very decent arm, can place the ball so pretty. And when Jalen Hurts has had weapons, whether it be, and I know this is college, but whether it be Alabama, whether it be Oklahoma, he's had success. Nick Saban used to rave about how smart this guy was playing the quarterback position and knowing what to do. When he's got weapons, I think you see that more in spades. So the question, obviously, they still have to do it. Obviously, you can you can talk about what's on paper and what we're seeing with the names on the roster. They still have to go out and perform, and that might be part of the reason why I put the record where it was. But I look at this team, and I think that they are primed to take a step forward, and that step forward could be in, a, in an NFC East that every year can be a little different. They could be the team to beat this year in the NFC East. I can't go as far as Super Bowl contender yet, but I really like what they've done, and uh, I'm I, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing them this season.
0: I think this this team here with the Eagles, I mean, you look at their you look at their schedule and I'm like thinking to myself, okay, how long will it take for them to to be to get things together with a lot of new pieces on this team? Am I am I frozen? Am I am I rolling on this? Am I good? Can you guys hear me? I'm dancing around now. Great, fantastic. Uh their schedule with this, I mean, it favors a team that is still trying you have your first four weeks detroit washington jacksonville minnesota i mean minnesota is good but like those that first four weeks are games where you can figure yourself out and then come out of the bye. and you have pittsburgh houston indian indianapolis washington i mean their schedule, their end of the year schedule is where it really gets tough. So this, this really does favor a Philadelphia Eagles team who is trying to gel, but I just don't understand uh, I, like, I, I don't know. There's just some, there's something that worries me about the Eagles. I mean, I you take a look them. at the standings. I, I have them. I, I have them at 11 and six. Uh, Dylan has them at 11 and six as well. Or do you, Dylan, do you have them at 12 and uh? What is your what is your standings for them cuz I don't have it obviously on here correctly. Believe is it 11 and
2: 6? I got or them. Yeah, 11, 11 and 6.
0: The t- the cream of the crop of this division. The cream of the crop. Easily. A- Aaron is at 9 9 and 8 and AJ is at 10 and 7. Yeah. I don't I don't know. This Eagles team just uh, I The biggest thing is like what AJ said. It's going to be on Jalen Hurts. Whether or not he do it or not. Aj, let me pose the question to you: If they don't, if they miss the playoffs this year, are you moving on from Jalen Hurts?
1: I I still don't think so, man. I, mean, I, I you can say that you got Jalen Hurts just because you knew you didn't have it in Carson Wentz, but I, I still can't blame him. Look at what we thought about with Tua when he started, and we gave him the chance, right? I'll tell you right now: I think Jalen Hurts is much better than Tua. And then the second year, he plays much better. needs some weapons. Now he has those weapons. I think this is the year that you see what he, he would have to play abysmal for me to think about moving on from him. But now I think what it is, you put him together, you see him play. And what are the few pieces we may need to keep moving forward? I don't think it's a get right off of him. you still on a rookie deal. Maybe you start thinking about who you get to back him up, what veteran QB you bring in so you can start the process but I don't think it's a, this is his last year in Philly. And I, I really do feel like the conversation that was happening about Jalen
2: hurts that way last year was completely media driven. They made that yeah. trade. It's the thing that's throwing me off a little bit. They made that trade to where they have two first rounders next year in case I mean, Hey, if Jalen doesn't get it done this year, they could potentially move up and get themselves a franchise guy. But I mean, that's the one thing going in their favor is if he does suck this year, if you don't make like the playoffs, there's a difference between not making the playoffs and Jalen Hurts not showing any progress. Like if Jalen right. Hurts goes yep. out there, 20 touchdowns, 14 picks, and that's that, those aren't good numbers. Um, I, I think right. that's to be something where you're like, yeah, maybe this is the year we trade up if we really like a, a top-of-the-line quarterback, and it depends on how how far you miss the playoffs as well. But I, 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 tr- I, I think this is a good team. What? Yeah. Benz? I mean, that, yeah, They're a great team
0: <laughs> on paper. On paper, they are yeah, a very good team.
2: Important
0: part. On paper, they are team. a
2: very good team.
0: But, I'll you, say this. but I, like, what...
2: I, I like a good defense on paper more than I like a good offense on paper. Offense, I feel like is a different ball game when it comes to mixing everything together and piecing it together, the play calling, the game flow. defense. I feel on paper, you can go out there and say, wow, they look good and they can figure it out. I, I, I think that's that's one that's a little bit more on paper wise, the defense and offense.
0: Let's move on now to right. the final team here. The final two teams. We've got the Washington commanders and their schedule looks like this, including two primetime games, one against the Chicago bears on Thursday night football and one in Philly on Monday night football, the return of Carson Wentz to Philadelphia in a commander's uniform. Dylan, no, actually AJ, I haven't started mm-hmm. with you yet. AJ, I'll start with you. What is the storyline for the Washington Commanders heading into this season? Mm -hmm.
1: The storyline for the Washington Commanders. Is this Carson Wentz last chance? I mean, he went from a potential rookie of the year candidate to a potential MVP candidate to not being good at all to being even worse than that 4.2 against the Jacksonville Jaguars, the worst team in the league with the playoffs on the line and didn't get it done two weeks in a row. So now going with Riverboat Ron, who's known to play, who's known to get quarterbacks developed and improved. If he can't do it here in Washington, and I'm not saying win it all the first season or anything like that, but actually actually take a team that a lot of people don't have a lot of faith in right now and move them forward and give them any type of progress and hope for the next couple seasons. Is he a guy who becomes a career backup? Is he a clipboard holder going forward until someone gets hurt? You just have to roll with Wentz because that's all you have. I sit here and I'm part of the – I kind of feel like it's coming to it. Like, if he can't get it done in the commanders, he may be a backup going forward. Uh, This team – this team had the opportunity to do a lot in the draft. I, I don't recall their cap space or anything of that, so I'm not sure if they missed the needle in free agency but they didn't do a lot of favors to help Carson Wentz out in my opinion. So now he's kind of in a, in a worse situation and everybody's expecting him to get better. And I just don't know if that's going to be plausible.
2: Wow. I mean, I think, yes. I think right there, when you say that about Carson Wentz, right, obviously this is his last shot. I think that's a layup. Um, I, I think there's no doubt about it. This is his last chance. He's had multiple chances. He came back from the ACL with Philly. They move on. He goes to, uh, to Indianapolis, they move on. What are you talking about, Riverboat Ron changing him? If he can't get it done with Doug Peterson, if he can't get it done with Frank Reich in Indianapolis, what makes Doug P- What makes uh, Riverboat Ron going to change him? This is a guy that's not mentally tough. He's not physically tough. He's not a tough quarterback. And in, in this league, in the NFL, you need to be tough. He doesn't possess any of those traits. And I know I'm burying my lead here, but I just I, I can't stand seeing that as a storyline because it, it's, it's 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 asinine. It's 100 percent accurate. This guy's done if he can't get it done this year. And there's a shot that, hey, maybe he's not even a backup. You see first-round picks that bust, just get out of the league. Blake Bortles out of the league. RG3 out of the league for a little while, had to work his way back to Baltimore. There, If you don't do it, if you can't do it, you're out of the league. And I know this guy had a solid year in 17, but other than that, I haven't seen anything from Carson Wentz. And you got to have it done right here. This is his last shot. Throw it all out there, and, and he has to do something. But this is absolutely his last shot. One bad year here and it's over.
1: It's over as a starter. It's not. A, starter. It's this is Could not be over. I, I, I don't see Carson Wentz not being a backup for somebody. I mean, you're looking at a guy who everyone just watched failed miserably and he was still traded for. It wasn't a wait and see. They traded for him and believed in him to come in and be their starting guy. Now, granted, it was a franchise that hasn't had a quarterback in some years and didn't look to have one even with Taylor Heineke. But I don't see him out of the league. I see him not being a starter anymore. A Somebody will
2: take Carson Wentz as a backup. I'm sorry, that's no, just a fact. But there's a different that it goes back to what you're getting out of him, right? right? Like obviously, a backup quarterback needs to do two things: one, can they help out your team? Two, can they be durable? He, he his durability's not there. But you got to look at this: like how many first-round picks are backup quarterbacks? Most of them are third-round guys. And oh look, wow, they, they they can make the throw. They can do this. That's that's those are your backup guys: the C.J. Beathards, the. Uh, most uh, look across the league. A lot of them backup quarterbacks are not first round busts that stick around. Geno Smith, a solid exception. But I mean, there's a couple Blaine Gabbert's doing it somehow. But I mean, there's Mr. a Trubisky few first round picks that stick around. Right. And I don't see him as being one of those guys.
1: Yeah. But so you're talking about what you, 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 you would have to say to me that you don't think Carson Wentz can come in and spell somebody and win a game. Those aren't the conversations we were having about Carson Wentz. Yes, he had Jonathan Taylor last year. We, we were talking about him missing the playoffs for two straight games. So if you're telling me he can't win a game, that's a different conversation. The fact is he can come in as an NFL quarterback and win games. He can't get it done when you need him to get it done in the brightest lights. That's his problem. So if you're getting in the playoffs and then he's, your, your starter gets hurt and you're stuck with Carson Wentz, well, you're going to be sad about it, but he's going to go in. Out of the league is a little too far backup more than likely. even if he ends up being a third string. Sure. And I still yeah. think that's far, but like uh, Carson Wentz isn't going to be, oh well, sorry. We gave you three years on three different teams. It's time for you to go play in the CFL. That would be his ego. That would make that happen.
0: I think the only thing that would push Carson Wentz out of the league is if he says, okay, I mentally can't take this anymore. And I don't like going yeah. into the mental health game oh, of yeah. somebody, but that's the only way I see Carson Wentz getting out of it being like, okay, It's just too much, which that could very well happen because he's the, the amount of hate that he gets, I'm sure is out there and could push him out if that's the case. But in terms of talent, he is still a talented, he could be a talented backup and a great backup for teams. uh, If, if that ends up being the, 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 the idea here, we all have him at six and 117 and six seven and 10, uh, six and 11, seven and 10. We're all kind of on the same page when it comes to the Washington commanders here they obviously did not do a whole lot in the offseason to get better. I do like the combination of Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin. Yeah. I am a little concerned though if Terry McLaurin's a Washington Washington commander come next year. Yeah. I Weird. I had a feeling today that I was like, you know what? What if they did bring in Jahan Dotson? to replace Terry or to to try and replace Terry McLaurin. Mm -hmm. They obviously have the, the, the franchise is a mess as we see it in the comments right now that they have all this off field nonsense going on. Maybe Terry McLaurin's a good soldier plays this season for, for Washington and says, I don't want to come back and he doesn't come back. And that's when they, and Washington may be well aware of that. And that's why they went out and got Mm -hmm. John Dotson. I could see that happening. And, uh, it would it would not surprise yeah. me if Jahan Dotson's the wide receiver won for a Sam Howell-led Washington Commanders in 2022 or 2023.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked either, especially after the offseason we just saw with wide receivers moving and seeing the money that they could get to do it. I mean, I mean, it's wide open for these guys to want to go somewhere else when their their present pasture isn't as green as the next location could be. And we don't have to, we didn't even talk about their biggest problem. They didn't do anything on that defense anything on the yep. defense and i agree with aaron dan snyder should have been gone forever ago
0: yeah agreed and, and i do see dante's comment in here saying we will franchise them that may be because that's how she, that's just how big of a mess washington has been you franchise kirk cousins so many times in a row and uh i don't know if that's gonna end up happening with terry McLaurin. but uh i could see them being dumb enough to just let him go that I could also see that. Um, So that, but that's for the off season, the commanders we do have uh, in third place of this division, New York giants are our final team to cover in the NFC East. And they have one primetime game against the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night football in week. That is all Dylan. You've been very uh, known on this show to have a hot take about the New York giants. So what's their storyline heading
2: into 2022? We talked about Carson Wentz, right? We talked about Wentz in his final shot. This is the final shot, I feel like, for Daniel Jones in, in New York. Uh, the Giants have a couple first-round picks next year as well. And that's my storyline right there. Can Dable save Daniel Jones? We saw him in Buffalo, right? Offensive coordinator there. He had a great time. This guy's been an offensive head coach since 2002. He's a football lifer. He worked at Alabama um, under Nick Saban, calling plays there for a year. He's been a quarterback's coach in this league. He's been an offensive coordinator in multiple stops. If you want to get him right, this is your shot. Daniel Jones is, is a good quarterback. He can't stay healthy. Um, but this is a shot where you have some weapons on the outside. You draft a Wandale Robinson. I gave my take on that. Um, you have Kadarius Toney there. You have some weapons. You get Saquon Barkley back. This has to be the year for Daniel Jones if he wants to stick around in this league, either show something for a team that it could eventually move on or show that, hey, I can be a starter in this league and let's see if Brian Dable can help me do that because he's a great coach. And we'll see if that can translate can translate over to being a head coach and uh, getting uh, Daniel Jones right there.
1: Yeah, um, my my, my storyline is about Brian Dable as well and what he looks like in his first year as a head coach because this is going to be a very very different task than taking over as a OC in Buffalo. I mean, ha- going from Josh Allen to Daniel Jones, I mean that that sounds like it's going to keep you up for a lot of late nights and. You know, the thing, my issue with this, uh, with this uh, New York Giants team is instead of getting better, which they tried to do, and they, you know, kind of gave some upfront help for him with Evan Neal and got the other side of the ball with Kayvon Thibodeau, I, I don't think they've done enough uh, to give Daniel Jones what he needs to succeed. Now, granted, I do think Daniel Jones got a little better last year. His turnovers weren't to the extent that they used to be. And that's a plus. We was to say that wasn't just a one-off of the season and it may go right back to that. Um, so I want to know if Dable can come in here and and get this offense at least looking, at least looking con- like uh, content, like <laughs> looking confident at the very least. I mean, you're right. You do have some decent weapons when there's a Saquon and a Kadarius Tony and a Sterling Shepherd can stay healthy. And I, I don't really want to say Kenny Galladay anymore. We That seems to have been the biggest fluke we've, we've seen in the last four or five years. So um, <sighs> they've, they've got some pieces, but they've got a lot of work to do. So I, I, I'm interested to see what Brian Dable can come in and do with Daniel Jones. And if he can afford him another year or a short term contract to see if he wants to stay with Dable or sit, stay with Jones to bring him along. Or if they try to get one of these top ter- top tier quarterbacks going into next season.
0: Can we see? And I get the I get this feeling. I, I think we could end up seeing Daniel Jones follow in the footsteps of a Mitch Trubisky of yeah. a, where he plays. He's got the potential. You can see the talent on the field when he's playing. I mean, we've seen the, this, the glimpses of Daniel Jones making plays and whether it be with his legs or whether, it, whether it be Danny dimes, it, it, it's there, but I don't think that the giants are there. And I think we end up seeing a similar situation to what we saw with Mitchell Trubisky, where he ends up being the casualty in moving in the, in moving in a different direction. And to me, when I look at this Giants team, I'm like, okay, let's just see some some consistency here. Let's see that those we talk about with all the with all the rebuilding teams, the, these young teams like the Lions or the Jaguars or the Jets. Show me steps in the right direction. I don't care if you're five and twelve, four and thirteen, something along those lines. Just show me the consistency, and that's just something that we have not seen in the Joe Judge era or the who was it before Mike zemp was my, who was Dave get. No. Who was before ben Joe McAdoo. Judge? Oh, what, ben what was McAdoo, it? Mike Zimmer. Uh, uh, that dude that went to
2: that? Uh, the coordinator. The defensive coordinator. No. What was the defensive coordinator? Frudier? Oh, come on. This Wait, should have been. Trivia. No, it was.
0: Pat oh, my Shermer.
2: Shermer. There Pat, it Shermer. It is. Pat Shermer. Pat yeah, Shermer. That's it.
0: That's it. Yeah, no, that, And and but that's the thing. That's one of it's it's those so things. They they there's just too much inconsistency with, with whatever with whatever coach you want to name. It's just been no consistency. So let's see that. And I have become a more a bigger Brian Dable fan as I see him pop up at Madison Square Garden cheering on the Rangers. So I'm rooting for him. I hope to see this consistency. I don't know if Daniel Jones is the guy that's going to be able to bring you that consistency. And when you look at the standings, six and eleven, five and twelve, down the board uh, from everybody else, I think that's the. I, I think a five and twelve season is enough of the Giants to say, "Okay, Daniel Jones, we're going to move on and shoot our shot, and hope hopefully we land a C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young." Because that's the other thing you got to think about, guys. These bad teams yep. next year, whoever ends up with like the first overall pick, a lot of teams have their quarterbacks nowadays, so there's not that many that need it. So the Giants could move up to one or have a quarterback fall into their laps at four or five, just like they, just like they, we saw this season where they had Kavon Thibodeau fall in their lap. It's, it's one of those things you could okay. end up seeing them with a the new quarterback in 2023. Uh, but any last parting shots for the NFC East before we close it all out?
1: you all suck anyways
2: who cares falcons will sweep y'all boat race (laughs) oh my goodness all right i'm looking up at my signed shady LaShawn mccoy eagles jersey with the signed 217 yards two touchdowns snowball 2013 and i'm gonna say fly eagles fly because they're winning this division no division winners repeated they're they're gonna keep that trend going right here
0: You won't get an argument from it. I don't think AJ or myself will argue with that because I think the Eagles do have the potential to win this division. Uh, But like we always love to say, we will wait and see how the season Ah. turns out in 2022. Uh, On that note, we'll be back again live at 8 p.m. Eastern talking possibly fantasy football on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Possibly fantasy football. But AJ, tell them where they can follow us at
1: all right ladies and gentlemen you made it another week and you're still a part of the city we can't thank you enough so uh, why don't we let you guys go ahead and get off this show and head on over to sack city pod on facebook twitter youtube instagram and TikTok. make sure while you're there you hit those likes you hit those hearts because you are all number one in our heart so go ahead and tell somebody about your favorite nfl show on the interwebs the sack city pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And of course, if you are an audio fan, you can get us wherever, wherever you listen to your audio podcast, sis. So, so go sweet. ahead, get those follows while you're there as well. We appreciate all the love, because your boys are back in town. <laughs> sexy pause. We'll be back right? again,
0: lot. La- oh my goodness, we'll be back again, la- I always like, I always miss time your ending to your thing. I don't know what when the ending is. coming. to we'll work on bro. it, bro.
1: You know, I can't just run through. I got to get the breasts in there, the pauses right. It's got to hit right. They got to feel it in the bottom and the top of their heart. Like <laughs> I'll, just start, I'll just get. I'll I'll give you a
0: break at the end of it, so like you'll finish and then there'll be just a pause, just to make sure that, that you. you what is the out cue that, well, we do it every show for your boy, AJ Johnson <laughs> and for the smoothest voice in sports casting, Dylan Kearns. I am me. We will see you Monday. Peace out. Bye. Out cue.
2: Nom, 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 nom. <laughs>